I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. KSL's Live Mike. Live Mike with Lee Lonsberry. Hey, welcome back. 12.51 is the time. We're making our way into the afternoon. Uh, I hope you uh, are having a good day. Hope you're enjoying yourself. Uh, the weather has cooled down a, a little bit. Let me see. Let me check my watch here. I've got a... The, the, yeah, 37 degrees. That's crazy. Wasn't it Wasn't it in the 50s just 24 hours ago? Or at least 48? Uh, anyway... We're getting there. It'll be summer soon. We'll be outside. This COVID will be behind us. We'll be enjoying the sunshine and our friendship with one another together here. Soon enough. Soon enough. Um, so, again, I owe you an apology. Yesterday, I said that I was done uh, boring you. I was done dragging you down this Suez Canal rabbit hole, which I have found myself uh, so firmly planted within. Uh, but here we are again. Over the past 24 hours since you and I last discussed this, uh, there have been uh, a few developments. Plus, uh, here calling into KSL News Radio uh, was a early. Well, here's I'll back up. Yesterday, we spent a lot of time talking about the cargo ship. Uh, which got lodged in the Suez Canal. Uh, I talked about it uh, at pretty great length here on this program. You heard the news reports as they were updated throughout the day. And uh, because of all that attention paid to uh, to this issue, listening was uh, the chief officer of an oil tanker, uh, James Vary, is a gentleman's name. And uh, he called in and said, you know, I have, uh, you know, not with this ever given ship, which was, uh, which ran aground, but I have, you know, been in charge of some vessels and have worked on vessels that have been through the Suez Canal a number of times, and I have dealt uh, with this overseas shipping, and I, I can answer any questions you might want. And so, you know, he very kindly made himself available. And then on uh, today's episode of Dave and Dejanovic, uh, Chief Officer Vary uh, participated, and he answered uh, a, a few questions. And so let's uh, let's do this. I have more to give you. On the on the actual story here, this is the ever given ship, two hundred and twenty some thousand tons, uh, the the length of uh, the Empire State Building laid on its side, uh, and we'll get into those updates here in just a moment. But I want you to hear uh, what someone who has actually been there uh, had to say, and the one of the first questions asked of again Chief Officer James Vary, uh, who has overseen oil tanker uh, transport, uh, as he appeared on. David Ajanovic this morning, he described what it's like to be on the Suez Canal. About a 12-hour, 12, 12 to 16-hour transit time, about 100 nautical miles. And um, there's two or three natural lakes kind of throughout the area, and it's there's no lock. So it's all it's a straight shot from one end to the other. And um, a lot of concentration. It's um, kind of a, a convoy system of two-way traffic kind of only in the middle part. And uh, the Ever Given, unfortunately, got stuck on the one-way passage side on the uh, south south side. The, the conversation continued, and uh, and you can tell, right? You can tell you're 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 hearing from someone uh, who knows what they're talking about. Yeah, um, 
it's it's hard to describe exactly, but I've been in this business long enough to know when uh, you know someone has really become uh, an expert in their field, right? You get uh, uh, I don't want to call it a sixth sense, but uh, but you can tell. Uh, you can tell when someone uh, is an expert and when they're blowing smoke pretty quickly. And uh, anyway, uh, the the conversation continued. And Debbie asked if it was a surprise that the Ever Given, again, that's the 220,000 uh, pound or 220,000 no, no, 220, tons, right? Uh, Debbie asked uh, the, the chief officer here of this oil tanker if it was a surprise that the Ever Given got itself stuck. Well, ships, big ships like this have been operating in the Suez Canal without an incident for many years now. Um, but it is a very, you know, it takes a lot of stamina, I guess, to get through a lot of um, skill that the pilots and the captains and helmsmen use throughout the whole, the whole transit. Um, and with what the reports are saying with the high winds and whatnot, the um, boat Ever Given with a big sail area like it has um, that's just a lot of force that high winds can push and very difficult to uh, navigate through a narrow canal like the, like the Suez. Uh, that, that's an interesting answer. Uh, and if, you, if, if you're listening between the lines, uh, that, that first response or the first portion of his response there to the question of, is it a surprise that the Ever Given got stuck? His first words back in response were, uh, well, you know, Massive ships have been making their way through the canal successfully for uh, some time. In fact, the canal's been open for business for uh, nearly 150 years. Now, ships haven't always been the size of the Ever Given, but uh, as someone who has piloted ships through this canal uh, has said, uh, you know, we've been doing it for some time, and uh, we haven't quite screwed things up to this degree in the past, but then, you know, he does. Uh, certainly give uh, way to the possibility that, yeah, yeah, sure, maybe the story of high winds is true. It can get pretty windy, and that's a big ship, right? And a lot of force uh, applied to the ship. It's got uh, some big, broad areas, and when the wind... Inter- anyway, uh, you heard what he said, uh, but I, <laughs> I drilled down on that first line. Uh, we've been doing this for a long time and haven't broken anything yet. Anyway, uh, last question. Dave, again, this is uh, James Vary, chief officer of an oil tanker who has uh, piloted ships through the Suez Canal, appeared on Dave and Janovic's program today. And uh, the, the level of expertise he brings to the conversation, I just wanted to take an opportunity and make sure that you heard what he had to say. Uh, Dave, as they wrapped up the, the conversation, he asked about the utility of the Suez Canal. How much time does it actually save? about 10,000 miles otherwise if you were to go around uh, South Africa uh, around the Cape of Good Hope it's 10,000 miles versus if you were to cut through um, 5,000 you know going from the Middle East to Gibraltar area so quite a bit of time you know 10 um, saves 10 days if you're container ship like the ever given or saves 15 days if you're a slow tanker that I kind of work on yeah so that's real stuff and we talked earlier about what uh, kind of fuel savings uh, come into play when you're able to tra- uh, chop down your travel time by so much. So uh, 11 days for a ship, the the size and capability of the Ever Given, and uh, there are some slower vessels, the oil tanker referenced there by uh, Chief Officer Vary. Uh, that could that could be savings of, of 15 days or so. Uh, all right, so here, here are a few of the extra details. There, we, we do not yet have a definitive answer as to what happened. 
All right. Uh, wind, that's been thrown around, uh, I think, because many of us are a little too polite to speculate uh, and say, uh, how, mm, uh, didn't we have someone at the helm? Wasn't there someone who, uh, oh, the wind's blowing us to the left. We better steer to the right. Uh, it, I'm going to guess that at some point we'll find out that maybe there was a, a sliver of human error involved there. Who knows? I'm not a, a, a ship's whatever, captain or officer. Uh, anyway, that, that investigation has commenced. We'll find out soon. It will be complicated, though, uh, because uh, this uh, ship, it's owned by a Japanese firm. It's operated by a Taiwanese shipper. It's flagged in Panama, and it's uh, now uh, stuck in Egypt. So who knows how that all shapes up. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we return, we're talking about D.C. statehood ahead on Live Mike here on KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.